Oh, you you gotta tell me when you start recording. Okay. Otherwise, it's illegal, and I'm calling the cops. We're recording. I <laughs> love the ambience of me trying to. Yeah, this is all making it in. What do you want to talk about? Hmm. What do you want to talk about? There shouldn't be police sirens in songs. I think everybody. This is this is not a hot take. <laughs> shouldn't be police sirens and songs you shouldn't have like radio where you're like on the spot and you hear like all these cars going and horns honking and everything yeah i think that's generally something that's agreed upon cold takes only <laughs> cold take time welcome to cold take hour welcome to cold take open <laughs> where we <laughs> do a cold open with cold takes R2-D2 is a good character. Uh, Splatoon 2 is better than Splatoon 1. Avengers was incredible. What? I'm not saying that they're good takes, just cold takes. Oh, well, I don't, I don't, wanna, I don't want bad takes <laughs> oh, <okay>. either. <laughs> this is not... Good and cold. This podcast is supposed to be a safe like place. Like ice cream And now takes. you've made it very hostile. Not like, not like three-day-old left, leftover cold takes. Cold takes like... Refrigerated French fries. Everybody likes them. No. on our improv sort of stand-up. Is that not what a podcast is? Yes. Hello, everyone. Welcome Welcome to... What are you... you... Okay. Please do not. (laughs) Why are you just bringing all of these bad ideas to our good podcast? What if we both said it at the same time and then we made it in, like, stereo sound? Why don't you just let me say it? Okay. (laughs) Welcome to my podcabages. My name is Summer. My name is Noah. So today we are talking about the Northern Air Temple. It's the 17th episode. This um, this is certainly an interesting episode thematically, I feel. Why is that? Why do you feel that way? Um, I mean, we'll get into it. I just want to, I just want to like lay down a, like a little mm. like welcome mat, you okay. know, just so everyone's prepared for what they have to look forward to. This is going to be a fun one because Noah and I are both trying to be a lot more efficient with our time in taking our notes. Yeah. So I'm excited to see how this one works out. Little little peek behind the curtain. So I'm just going to get straight into the fun facts. I had to dig around for some stuff this week mm-hmm. because... There wasn't a whole lot that was like specific to the episode. So I found out, I think I had already read this somewhere else and I wasn't, Uh I wasn't able to like ask a creator to verify or anything, but Mm -hmm. it seems to be, uh, generally agreed that, uh, the story of Avatar, the last airbender 
was originally intended, not originally intended, but like the writers sort of imagine it as being told through Katara's eyes. So she's kind of like the main character. Okay. In a way. Like how she narr- narrates the opening and stuff. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Yeah. That's probably why it is that way. Okay. I just saw this fact again, like after waking up <laughs> from a dream where I was Katara and oh. hanging out with Aang. And I was like, oh, this is fun for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just because of this very specific dream I just had. Everyone loves to hear about yeah. people talk about their dreams. <laughs> Can you imagine a podcast <laughs> that's just like just talking about your dreams every time you wake up? Yeah. Nobody is, would listen to that. Like it would like this is the most important podcast for me to listen to. I gotta catch Ooh. up on Summer's dreams. Oh my gosh. That she doesn't even remember at this point. Mine my dreams are pretty good and I, I would they are. I would make a very good dream podcast. But anyone else, please don't. Another thing, I guess it's not really a fun fact necessarily. I saw something somewhere that they were planning on putting Aang's parents in the show and then didn't for some reason. And I was like, well, I'm not going to say this unless I can verify it for once. So I tried to fact check it and I couldn't find any. So when I went to, (laughs) I just Googled Aang's parents and I went through like every link for 10 pages and there is just absolutely no official source of avatar information that has anything to say about Aang's parents at all just nothing weird it's so weird like if you if you even go to Aang's wikipedia page you like control f parents nothing comes up oh my god (laughs) it's really really strange but that's a little fun thing i guess yeah and then the other thing that i sort of stumbled across was that there are a couple of avatar the last urbander lego sets did you know that i had no idea yeah and i was like oh yeah of course there's a lego set for everything but then i like actually like googled it and i saw these little pictures of like all the like the little lego people lego ang and he's got mm-hmm. like a little glider and there's <sighs> there's like a little lego momo and mm-hmm. it's very very good and they're actually extremely rare now and yeah, they sell on eBay for like hundreds of dollars. Oh my God. I always wanted like the little toy glider. The toy glider. There was like a little toy glider that you could get. and Was it like life-size? I'm not sure. I think they <laughs> wanted you to think that it was life-size. It could be like one of those magazine things. Just like the life-size like, Barbie that was just like up to your knees. like three feet tall. So this is the first episode that we actually watched with some commentary afterward. Um, and we mm-hmm. watched it. It was kind of an interesting choice for yeah. commentators. They had um, Benjamin Wynn, who's one of the sound designers. Is that yeah, right? I think he's like one of the two sound, sound designers or something. And then uh, they also had Dee Bradley Baker, who we talked about several episodes ago and were brutally attacked by our friends online for not knowing who he was and uh yeah he he d bradley bradley baker does a lot of voice acting and it's mostly mostly creature noises he just likes creatures he's like he cannot change this god damn i was gonna make that joke oh gotcha (laughs) he's just a creature that's it Um, He's actually a lot of other things, too. (laughs) Yeah. So the gang's at this nighttime campfire thing with a guy who looks to be like some professional storyteller reading creepypasta wikis pages off of his phone. And he's like, 
And next time you see a big weird bird talking, take a closer look because it might be not. It might not be a giant parrot. It could be like a flying man, a secret group of airwalkers who'd laugh at gravity. I really liked the way he said "man" in this sentence. Yeah, he's just like it could be a man. He says they laugh at those bound to the earth by gravity, and Aang's like, ah. I love airbender stories, and it's true. I do laugh at gravity all the time, and then he just thinks about gravity and he laughs. I was actually, when I watched this, I was wondering if he was genuinely, like, laughing at the idea or if he Mm. was, like, trying to make a joke, and either way, it's pretty cute. So there's a funny bit where the storyteller is angry at the gang for not being able to tip, but then a coin falls out of his little tip hat and then Momo puts it, puts it back in. It's genius. And then the guy's like, now this dude knows how to tip. (laughs) Thank you. I mean, definitely tip your artists, but like, or, you know, musicians and Mm -hmm. storytellers, but like, this is genius. (laughs) Yeah. It would be extremely chaotic, neutral to like steal from a tip hat and then put it back in. And then be like, here's your tip. You could just, like, steal coins out of, like, the Salvation Army bucket. Okay, do that. And then put those in, like, musicians' guitar cases. Or impersonate the Salvation Army. (laughs) And then (laughs) Aang says, it's so cool that your great-grandpa knew airbenders from 100 years ago. And Storyteller's like, no, he just saw them last week. Uh, I missed this on the first few watches. Uh, Aang notes that... The championships for Sky Bison Polo were held at the Northern (laughs) Table. I also missed this completely. He says it really quick and then they just move on to the same, to the next thing. I also want to say just very quickly, I I think I remember him saying that the Northern Air Temple, yeah, because we talked about this, didn't we? Mm -hmm. He was saying that the Northern Air Temple can only be reached by Sky Bison. Okay. Like earlier in the show. And I remember being like, Hmm. Yeah. Is that <laughs> like? Is that so? Because later in the show we see that there. Well, it's, yeah. Spoilers. I mean, you see it right now. It's on the top of a mountain, and there's like a path that goes right up there. Yeah. I wonder if. I wonder if like that's a new path. Like maybe yeah. they. That seems like a lot of work, though. Um, Sky Bison Polo sounds really fun. Yes. It seems like the ball would just kind of fall straight at the ground. It's like Quidditch. I mean, like maybe they use like a ball full of like helium or hydrogen. Mm, probably not. I'm I'm hoping that it's just the bison playing like no one's uh, riding the bison. Well, I mean, yeah. I was assuming it was like Quidditch like where they were riding. I I assume that too, but I really hope that it's just the bison playing. That's valid. Yeah. <laughs> I can agree just to that. fun. Um so anyways, they see the temple. And it's at the peak of a mountain and it's all snowing and they see a bunch of people flying around on little gliders. But they're not airbenders. They're not airbenders. And can tell because the way they fly because they have no spirit. Um, they <laughs> quite an accusation. Look, look in the sky, a boy, and he flushes right over them laughing. Katara points out like this boy is spirited, definitely. Um, he's flying in this little Da Vinci-esque wooden chair glider thing with levers and things on it. And the boy makes eye contact with Aang, and that means that they have to battle now. <laughs> yeah, it's like, <laughs> like racing at a stoplight. Yeah. Aang just gets on his glider, and he goes at him. And 
Appa's getting a little freaked out because there's all these little flying folks around him, so they land before he crashes. And Aang and this boy, whose name is Teo, are going at it like they're trying to catch a golden snitch, looping and spinning around each other. Okay, more Quidditch references. Yeah, more Quidditch references, because people sure do fly in this episode. Teo's like, hey, you're good. Aang's like, I know, but watch this. And he jumps off his glider and does like this wall running, his air scooters on the wall, and Teo, in response, uses some powder in his glider, and he does like a little skywriting picture of Aang making an annoyed face. And Aang makes that face. Nice. Nice. He really got him. Yeah. Really, he really, really predicted that mm-hmm. that face. Some people take off uh, Teo's glider wings as he lands. And he stays in the chair because it's actually a wheelchair. And he's like, oh, shit. Oh, wait. Oh, shit. This dude's a real airbender. Also, probably the Avatar. I've heard so much about you, Aang. And... Sokka's like, that's a, f- <laughs> what did I read? No, I can't even read his own notes. I said, Sokka's, Sokka's like, that's a sweet fucking cat you got there. <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, I feel like I meant to write something else. <laughs> no. Maybe I saw a cat while I was typing this. <laughs> that's a. I do uh frequently interrupt whatever you're doing to show you pictures of cats yeah. so maybe you were doing that <laughs> yeah. thing where you're trying to write Sokka's impressed with Teo's little little glider setup and he's like check out the rest of my dad's designs so he leads the gang inside the temple and it's been steampunked it's been steampunked <laughs> There's pipes and wheels and elevators. And st- Wait, steampunked like Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> steam. You just got steam. You just got steampunked. Ashton Kutcher jumps out and he's like, what am I doing here? How did I become a cartoon? There's pipes and wheels and elevators and steam all over. And Sokka loves this because he's a true steampunker dude. Steam, you could call him a steampunk. Sokka is a steampunk. Aang doesn't like this at all. Aang doesn't like it. <laughs> and Aang doesn't like it. Aang just, Aang's not, Aang doesn't like this. Aang is not a steampunk. Uh, he's, he's looking at, like, at a mural with the history of his I people. I mean, this is extremely fucked up. Yeah, like it, there's there's good reason to be upset. Yeah, there's a mural with like the history of his people and it just has like a bunch of pipes like bursting in and out of it. Like one of the very last parts of his culture that's still there and it's just being bulldozed over pretty much. Yeah, just it, like it doesn't even look like they tried to. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, it's just weird. It's um, extremely disrespectful. Yeah. There's like this ancient looking statue and it's just gushing with like oily slime and smoke. Oh, it's and like things. a, it's a fucking sky bison. So it's even, Oh, it's like, okay. They're like little stylized guy, sky bison. Yeah. So it was like really upsetting to wow. look at. Yeah. And it's got like smoke coming out of its mouth and everything. People live in air temples like this and don't see the problem. <laughs> so they wander into this Walden courtyard and it's got some statues and airbenders there and there. And it actually seems pretty nice and it's like pretty untouched here. But then 
a wall with a statue right next to it gets like wrecking balled. Well, the statue gets absolutely destroyed. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> I felt like doesn't the ball go straight through the little statue's head? Yeah, it goes head? straight through the statue's head. The wall with it Fucking behind it sucks. It's, it's weird. Why would you do this? I don't know. Um, <laughs> well, we'll find out because out of the dusk, the the dusk out of the dust emerges <laughs> a the, boy. A boy. That boy. An old boy, and he probably is Albert Einstein. No, and I didn't want to say it. He's the exact kind of steampunk looking ass who would look like he would be in charge of this kind of thing. He's got like that Wolverine hair. Yeah, he's got Wolverine Count a- Olaf hair. And like a big bushy beard. You could call him Ace Inventura. Inventure. Oh, because he's an adventure. Yeah. Ace Entrepreneur. Wolverine Venter. I don't know. There's nothing there. <laughs> you were looking at your phone pretending that you had this written down beforehand. Ace Inventura is not bad. That's Ace Inventura. And he also, like, I don't know if you you realize this, but he doesn't fucking have a name. Yeah. At all. Like, not even in the wiki. Like, mm-hmm. there's no name for this man. Yeah. And he's got, he's got like, burnt eyebrows and, like, this little work apron and he's got like three wooden fingers and he's got a monocle too to top it all off and he says what the doodle a barely visible monocle and so in like other sometimes i don't even see it (laughs) in other words he's an epic sir oh god and so he i'm I'm begging noah to stop writing these notes these jokes into his notes they're just getting worse and worse he's so he the reason that he's doing this that we're all waiting for is that he's making a bathhouse in this place because everyone stinks. This whole place stinks. Yeah. Oh. They'll never be shit. <laughs> Sorry. I'm definitely peeking. They smell like shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. Aang's like, you destroyed like a sacred thing. And he pushes the wrecking ball off of the mountain. I'm sorry, just the gentle way that you said that. Yeah. Hey, uh, you destroyed a sacred thing. The, he literally said, you destroyed something sacred, so. I know, but just the way that paraphr- you, because Aang is very angry in this scene. Yeah. He's like screaming. He he says, you destroyed a sacred thing, and then he gently pushes the wrecking ball <laughs> off of the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then he says like why are you like this why are you fucking like this <laughs> yeah so now we get the epic sir's side of the story oh my god and he, um we can just call him ace ace and ventura says <laughs> uh with his He's he's also got like a funky little adventure voice. Oh, uh, he explains that a long time ago, him and his buddies were refugees from a flood, and his son was hurt very badly, and his wife died, and then he stumbled across this huge empty temple with a bunch of gliders and stuff in it, and he's like, "Ooh, I'm gonna have a flying son now," and. <laughs> That that was literally his motivation. So his I son can't could have fly. a flying. Well, maybe his son is bi, and then he'll have a flying bison. Bison, <laughs> like a biplane. No bison, like yeah, a fucking bi- bison. Bison, and then he was just like, 
Also, I was I wanted to be like, shit, let's be steampunk. And then I put a bunch of bikes on it. And that's my story. I thought you said bikes. <laughs> yeah. And he defends himself saying that he's just improving what's already there, like as nature does. Hmm. And I mean, Aang, everything is nature yeah. when you think about it. Aang's like, nature knows where to stop. And ep- <laughs> and, and the epic... Sur- Ace. Ace. Ace and Ventura you says. Can just, you can just call him Ace. We get it. Ace says, but yeah, but that's progress. And it just ends there. <laughs> um, he looks at the clock and he's like, oh shit, it's time to oil the pulleys. Um, the clock is just as, it looks like a stack of thick pancakes with a candle on top. You tell the time in explosions. Okay. okay. Yeah. Saga doesn't get it because he's a normie. Ace shows him. That every hour, the candle does little bang snap explosions with whatever time it is, clock tower style. And then it suddenly does a little four snaps. Oh, yeah, like a little clock tower chime. That's a good yeah. point. And they never explain how he knew what time it was just by looking at it. That's true. He said, look um, at the time. Well, I mean, they used to have um, candles like this that have like the little rings and like depending on how much of the candle has melted like which ring it's at okay that would tell you the time or whatever but but (laughs) i mean that could have explained it without the the little snaps yeah so (laughs) i don't know it's it's not great (laughs) um teo wants to show ang something he's like get over here i want to show you something and he pulls him into a dark hallway and teo is like ta-da and he pulls out a hermit crab and (laughs) That's like that scene in the Rascal yeah. Little Rascals. <laughs> the the only good scene in the Rascal. <laughs> That's true. It's true. Teo's like it's a metaphor, you see, and he's saying that even though the temple's different, the creatures are probably direct descendants and they're keepers of the temple's origins. That's something that hasn't changed. And Aang's like, sure, I guess that works. I don't I don't think the hermit crabs really like this situation either. Probably with just like yeah, all this oil and that. smoke. Definitely. It's like, well, they, our environment they, they're supposed supposedly like kind of evolving with the changing environment. But yeah, but like evolution works by death. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. By like low life expectancy. I mean, yeah. And that's uh I was gonna say this is a fun little spot in the the commentary because D gets really excited about uh, the little hermit crab showing up since he voices it. Yeah. And he's just doing hermit crab yeah. voices for like the rest <laughs> of the thing. And you can tell that, uh, what's his name? Benjamin. Um, is just, he's just like, you can see the weird looks he's giving D yeah. just through the audio. Then Tay was like, okay, here's one place at a temple that definitely hasn't changed. And he leads him to a CGI door that looks exactly like the one in the Southern Air Temple that Aang opened up with airbending. Mm-hmm. Aang knows he can open it, but he chooses to leave it closed because he just wants to keep it untouched by anyone. We get to a scene where Sokka and Ace are walking into the deep and lower depths of the temple with lanterns filled with fireflies because they're non-flammable and... He shows him a door covered in sticky tack at the edges, and it's a room filled with extremely flammable natural gas. And he's explaining to Sokka that there's been gas leak issues, and they have no way to detect it without just exploding things. 
I want you to help me f- figure out my explosion puzzle. <laughs> Meanwhile, with Katara and Aang and Teo, Teo is teaching Katara how to fly. And Teo is like, you got to have that feeling, that feeling inside, that lighter than air. You just, it just takes over when you fly. It's just something everyone has. I like how she's been, she's spent this entire time with an airbender who has a glider. And this yeah. is the first time she's being given the opportunity to fly. Yeah. Like, I know, she, like, you have to be able to airbend to use the airbending gliders, but Aang could just do it. You just yeah. be like, hold on to this and I'll fly you around. That's true. I mean, he's done that a little bit. Has he? I feel like there's a few scenes where he's like, grab, on, grab onto my foot. That's very true. Katara should probably be like a little used to this by now. But <laughs> They're with flying like around Aang all the time. And Appa. Yeah. But still. Although, I, yeah, you have to like jump off a cliff. It, which would freak, is... it would freak you out if like there's no airbenders around. Yeah. Yeah. Aang's like, oh, that feeling. You mean like spirit. And it's like the movie. (laughs) Like the movie. Like the way I feel when I watch the movie Spirit. Just think about how that horse jumps that really long gap, that canyon. How do people fucking remember the years that movies came out? Because I was going to like add, just tack the year onto that. But it's like, people definitely just make those numbers up, right? (laughs) There's no way anyone remembers that. I'm going to say 2004. Oh, yeah. Like the, the feeling that you get when you watch the 2004 animated movie Spirit. Katara jumps off and Katara's flying now. This is almost like a payoff to the very first episode in the show. Aang is like, this is Appa, my flying bison. And Sokka's like, this is Katara, my flying sister. Uh-huh. And this is Katara, Sokka's flying sister. Aang's flying along with her. And he's like, just make sure to keep your mouth clo- closed because you will eat a bug. And Momo intentionally eats a bug. Aang lands. And he's like, you know what, Teo? You know what? You got the spirit of the airbenders. So I can, I think I can show you what's on the other side of the door. Um, then Katara eats a bug. <laughs> just for fun. Yes. <laughs> There's a cut to Katara in her room eating a bug. Katara is still flying around because she can't land the glider <laughs> and she swallows a bug. That's like my worst nightmare. She's there for like the rest of the show, right? Just flying <laughs> Until around. Like the season finale. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> but she would get like a bird's eye view narration for the yeah. rest of the show. Um, you, in the intro, she's just screaming very in the distance. So Ace is back in his little adventure room, mm-hmm. in adventure room with Sokka. And uh, they're hanging out. Ace is just kind of working on a sketch. I think they're supposed to be coming up with a solution to the <laughs> yeah the uh, gas leak situation. But Ace is just like working on a sketch of some steampunk Airbus mm-hmm. for some reason, just completely abandoning this side project. And um, Sokka is... <laughs> Sokka was told specifically not to touch anything, and he is touching absolutely everything he can get his hands on. Anything that he can reach, his little grabby fingers going for. Arrested development voice, touching. 
Jurgenit has us covered for Arrested Development references. Okay, thanks. <laughs> yeah. So he knocks over like a bunch of scrolls and a prototype of one of Ace's balloon boys. And a few little eggs with faces fall out across the floor. And one of them rolls away and gets lost. And <clears throat> so they are trying to find the egg because it smells really bad. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking, like, it's weird how they can only smell this one egg. And only like once it's fallen and rolled away, even though presumably yeah. it's been sitting on the shelf with yeah. these other rotten eggs for who knows how long. And yeah. somehow they can just differentiate <laughs> this one. It's, yeah. It's fine. It's fine. So they use their noses to follow the scent. Uh, and the meanwhile, Aang is back at that big CGI door and he's opening it up for Teo. And uh, <laughs> that's all that happens in that scene. Yeah. He basically just uh, airbends and we, we don't even see it open yet. He's just mm-hmm. like, all right, I'm opening it up. Yeah. <laughs> and then air into the little pipes. And then we cut back to Sokka and Ace. And uh, they suddenly realize that they can just use the method that they're using right now to... <laughs> God, I just love... Because he says, um, we can just fill <laughs> the natural gas area with... A bunch of rotten eggs. Mm-hmm. And then um, whenever the gas leaks, we'll, we'll be able to smell it. Yeah. But I just love thinking about how they're just going to have this huge cave in the bottom <laughs> of the <laughs> temple just full of eggs. Yeah. It's... Don't wander off into the egg cave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's just our egg cave. Don't mind that. I hope they all have little faces on them like the. <laughs> it truly... <laughs> It truly is like people be lived in their temples like this and don't see the problem. (laughs) (laughs) That's really true. But yeah, we see in this scene as they're kind of like finishing each other's sentences, sandwiches, that these two seem to like share a brain kind of. They're just, they have the exact same idea at the same time. A little bell rings and Ace freaks out and runs off. We cut back down to the... What is it? The t- like the inner temple where the, I don't know what it's like supposed to officially be referred to as. Yeah. I think we had trouble with this last time. Yeah. Cause like, it's the whole thing the, is a temple, but the then temple this is the temple. The temple, <laughs> the temple temple, like the sanctuary. <laughs> I guess down in the temple temple, they open up the doors and we see a bunch of fire nation weapons. So apparently it has not been left untouched and the kids are shocked and Aang is like, this is a nightmare, which is a line that always, always reminds me of that one scene in Scott Pilgrim. Every time I hear that. Like I when, don't know the scene. When they're doing the Battle of the Bands thing, and I think it's like when they're fighting the band that has the girl drummer, and they're mm-hmm. like freaking out because they're like, they're really good, and they also have a girl drummer, and they're really loud. Mm-hmm. And then... You just hear, um, I can't remember if it was Scott or the other guy, but one of them is like, this is a nightmare. Is this a nightmare? And then like, he's just yelling and you see all the subtitles coming up over. Oh, okay. Anyway, (laughs) this is so unimportant. (laughs) I I think of that every time I hear that sentence. 
That's all I wanted to say. Mm-hmm. Ace uh, runs up behind them and he's like, oh, no, you don't understand. And Aang accuses him of uh, Mako's weapons. And all the kids are just like pulling this dude apart. And Ace tries to explain that the Fire Nation um, found them when Teo was still really young and they were just going to destroy everything. And Ace pleaded with them and kind of offered his services uh, so that he could save his people in return. And he's like, oh, I did it for you, Teo. And Teo just looks fucking pissed. We see, uh, <laughs> it's it's a weird, the timing for this now is kind of weird because then we just see Aang walking in to Ace's office, so <laughs> Teo's like- dad. So Ace was like trying to explain this situation and then it's like cut to Ace off on his own, like still working on his war balloon yeah. and then Aang like charges in. Okay. So he just <laughs> followed him, but too slow. I guess. <laughs> he's, he's like solemnly lighting a little miniature hot balloon with two eggs with smiley faces on them. <laughs> yeah. So this is how intellectuals brood. Exactly. Correct. You make little balloons. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And you, you draw faces on eggs. It's very similar to how clowns brood. Okay. <laughs> so Aang asks when the firemen will be there to collect their merch. And Ace says very soon because he's looking at his little uh, firecracker clock. <laughs> Again, looking at it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then uh, Aang says... No more weapons. He tells, he like lays down his, he he puts down his foot and he says like, you're not going to be making weapons for them anymore. And Ace tries to explain that if he doesn't supply them with the weapons, then they're just going to come and destroy everything. So it's, it's kind of a rough situation. And Teo seems to be making weapons of his own because he lays down a truth bomb Oh. 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 <laughs> he tells his dad that his weapons are being used for murder. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Which is so I weird. Mean, weapons for murder? <laughs> uh, I mean, you don't kill people with weapons. No, weapons don't kill people. <laughs> A bell rings and uh, Teo and Aang run and hide and... My dude. Uh, <laughs> A war minister... Keen or kin? It was just Q-I-N. I'm not sure exactly how it's pronounced. Anyway, my dude comes up through the floor in one second flat like he lives under the floorboards. (laughs) It's so wild. It's it's implied to be like an elevator, but... He's just like, like ding, hide! And then, oh, (laughs) sorry, (laughs) screaming. (laughs) It seems to be like an elevator, but... You just like to think that there's just a little storage cupboard underneath the floor where there's the fire, <laughs> He's fire like, admiral. That's where all the egg. That's what the eggs are for. He's making eggs for this man. <laughs> he like Supplying slides them under the door, like hard boiled eggs, like the shape of the water. <laughs> um, I found this man years ago underneath the floor. <laughs> <laughs> he just became a fire, <laughs> a fire nation soldier not not only that a war minister just because he was all um cramped up and that's how you become a war minister (laughs) you become a war minister (laughs) this works 
Ace is about to lead him to the weapons and Aang pops out, closes the door really quick, and he's like, deal's off. And Fire Guy just repeats what Ace said. Like, if he doesn't get his stuff, they'll just burn everything down. They'll just destroy, reduce everything in the palace to rubble. And Aang, like, this does not affect him at all. (laughs) He's just like, well, you're leaving empty-handed. And he's, like, extremely serious about it. And dude's like, okay, but don't say I didn't warn you. And just kind of walks off. Mm-hmm. I'll get back the, to this, but I just realized something ridiculous. Okay. Okay. So Katara and Sokka are outside. They're worried about how they're going to protect the temple from this <laughs> seemingly very large threat that we just were introduced to. And then... Aang just immediately goes from pacifist to like war strategist. Yeah. And he's like, uh, so this is the reason that I, this is a weird kind of episode because I feel like the first half, like they had me in the first Mm -hmm. half. Yeah. Not going to (laughs) lie. It was very anti-war, anti-violence, anti like destroying the temple yeah (laughs) and then suddenly it just switches to like all right let's do a war i guess Mm -hmm. it's weird yeah it's really weird i'm not i don't know how i feel about the mess well i i know how i feel about the message and i don't like it yeah it's i don't think it's very well thought out we can get to the message when we i mean we're there Aang's Aang's like we're good because we got advantage by controlling the skies and he's like lining up like an air force (laughs) so ace wants to help and they accept his help so he and Sokka share their little war balloon plan uh they invented a little lid with a string for the top so that they can kind of control the hot air that's going into it and that was like the last thing that they had to figure out with this design because it was either too much air or not enough. So now they have a fun little solution. Thanks to Sokka, mm-hmm. who's getting a lot of praise in this episode yeah. for being a genius, which yeah. <laughs> is it, wild. Um, you you still, you can't really turn it. You, you can true. decide whether it goes up and down, but it just can go anywhere. That is a good point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just... Sorry, I'm just like imagining like a whole fleet of war balloons and they're just all floating in the wrong direction. <laughs> <laughs> just all in just, just like all different directions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. And then Sokka's like smoke, slime, fire, stink. <laughs> The four bombs live together in harmony. Um, he has four bombs for them. <laughs> this did make me laugh, though, because I was just thinking of, like, the Adventure Time elements. Yeah. <laughs> like, what is it? Slime, candy, fire, and... Ice? Ice. Yeah. Ice. <laughs> yeah, okay, so it started, like, the four elements, fire, ice. Okay, that's an interesting one. Candy. What? Slime. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but they've invented four little bombs for everyone to use with these four elements. 
Um, lots of people are kind of gathered around the cliffs and they see Fire Nation soldiers coming up the mountain. So it's go time. And they wanted to wait for Sokka with their war balloon, but uh, they have to start without him because mm-hmm. time is pressing now. Um, so Teo and Aang lead a bunch of these gliders out over the mountainside and there's a crowd cheering as they fly off. And this is where the commentators mention that they only had like three people for this part. Oh and yeah. <laughs> for like the like whole a crowd. Huge crowd. And it was a lot funnier to like, listen to the second time. That where they had to do like a bunch of layering on that. Yeah. Just like the same three voices, but just like kind of slightly pitched up and like slightly yeah. warped a little bit. There are a lot of, of fire nation soldiers here. Yeah. They really did not hold back for this. So like, I do have to imagine this, I mean, this isn't just like some small deal. Like they definitely like Ozai is aware of this whole thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. sh- surely the war minister informed someone that the avatar was yeah. there. Like this is a big deal, mm-hmm. but the gliders kind of swoop down through the clouds and they start dropping these little slime stink fire and smoke bombs yeah. at them. They do get slimed. They get slimed. It's slime time. It's, it's one of the conditions that the show had to get to get greenlit. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's a very good point. Yeah. They definitely, definitely did that because it's, Nickelodeon. It's huh? like, we'll greenlight you, but people got to be slimed. That's that's where the green comes for, from in the light. It's the slime. In the light. Oh, the green, green slime light. If you get if you go to the Nickelodeon conference room and you get green lit, then like the green light goes on and then you get slimed and you're like, Congratulations. I feel like one of the other conditions that Aang had to be orange. <laughs> There's no one purple because that's He's gotta be Nickelodeon orange. Purple's our other color though, and there's oh, no purple. We stop everything that you're doing right now. <laughs> who's a purple character in Avatar? No one. Um Ty. No, she's no pink ish. Purple? No, no purple. <laughs> it's pretty weird. I can't even think of a purple item. We'll be on purple watch. All right, purple time. Um, they do take a lot of these foot soldiers out, actually. Uh, and the the smoke ones are actually really making a big difference because they just kind of cover a lot of area, and everyone gets a little confused, and they all just kind of stopped going anywhere Mm -hmm. and then ang just ang airballs like a little avalanche down one side of the mountain and just literally kills yeah seemingly hundreds of people just Mm -hmm. no big deal i guess yeah just killed a bunch of people just kind of off screen yeah so this episode is definitely starting to get a little blue at this point because people are definitely definitely dying now Mm -hmm. he just covers them in snow I'm just thinking about how the intention of the whole bending magic thing was like fighting without violence. Yeah. Well, (laughs) the writers are just kind of like looking around like, is anyone noticing? (laughs) Did anyone? Okay, we can can do this, I guess. And then Aang flies up to meet Katara. Katara is sort of like floating up uh, above the clouds on Appa, just kind of doling out slime bombs just little she's got like little reinforcement bombs up there with her Mm -hmm. and uh ang goes up to meet her and he's like we've got him on the run we need more slime (laughs) (laughs) which i just really like that sentence (laughs) 
Yeah, Ryuji rushes in to help thanks to the slime arcana. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> and then we see these huge chains coming up from the clouds, like these big grappling hook things, almost hitting our big fluffo. But they get these huge fucking tanks start climbing up the cliff on these chains and <laughs> Ink sees them and like makes the Pikachu face. Yeah. <laughs> They manage to pry off a chain or two, but then these things can just shoot unlimited grappling hooks, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> and they can, like, flip upside down. Yeah. Things. I was going to say, they have, like, that fun thing that, like, some Hot Wheels used to have where yeah. you can, like, flip them over and the body just kind of rotates and they keep going. Yeah. It's good. It's bad, I mean, but. Yeah. That was fun. one of the battle bots that I had, that I did. Oh. That we used a little remote control car with. That could flip over. Did you ever have, like, I don't know if we've already talked about it. would be wild if we've already talked about this on the show. But did you ever have shock tanks? No, and I don't want, ever want to use them. <laughs> I don't, I honestly feel like this is something that may have already come up. But I'm going to bring it up again anyway. Okay. We, we used to have, my siblings and I had these absolutely cursed devil Satan toys that... Mm-hmm. <laughs> literally deliver to your hands a, an electric shock every time you shoot one of the other tanks mm-hmm. like if you get, or if your if your tank gets shot then your controller uh, electrocutes you imagine if they did video games like that no thanks <laughs> i'm sure that they tried and then like they're mm-hmm. in the room and they all looked around at each other and they're like what the fuck are we doing this are, ne- we need to burn all of this immediately. Our test subjects can't feel from their hands anymore. Yeah, I think I think someone like realized up at the top or bottom or middle or whoever's in charge of that kind of decision. Mm-hmm. Um, they realized it would not end well yeah. if they went down that road. Mm-hmm. So uh, thank you to whoever red lighted that idea. <laughs> Uh, these tanks are also done in like a very weird style, like almost CGI kind of, like the way that they do the tech stuff in Korra. Mm-hmm. Um, D points this out in the commentary too, actually, and he and Benjamin are like, I don't know. I don't have any idea how they make this show. It's really funny. It's like, is it CGI? I don't know. Is there CGI in this show? <laughs> <laughs> they're like this? yeah they're like how long does it take to do this yeah. <laughs> man this would be a lot of work huh it's like you're yeah. working on it <laughs> oh it's very funny you're literally on the production team <laughs> so the tanks crawl up to the temple and now they've got flamethrowers shooting fire at everyone actually i think it's like they have like little holes in the top of the tanks and then they just kind of fire oh, bend yeah. out of them or something mm-hmm. like that it's uh, kind of like fire bending out of like a car window. Yeah. It's like really narrow or something. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I don't like to think about that, but then we actually do see stuff like that in Korra. So spoilers. Ooh. So they're still trying to drop bombs on this big, on these big metal boys, but um, they're completely in- impervious to all of this. They, they're just kind of going. They're very strong. Uh, one tank driver does get pretty slimed up inside his mm-hmm. tank though yeah <laughs> he just like the slime gets inside the tank and he's covered in slime it and doesn't just, even like you don't see like any of the like typical kind of shorting out yeah or anything he just looks bummed like, 
Like he doesn't even struggle. <laughs> He's just like, oh. Got slime. Slime time. <laughs> and then Teo is talking about these tanks because like his dad made them. He designed them. Actually, even you could see one of them in the weapon room earlier. Okay. Uh, but Teo's talking about them like he's kind of proud of them, which I don't like. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then, but yeah, he's explaining how they have like a counterbalancing system, which help like makes them flip over. And apparently it works with water. So Katara jumps down there and starts freezing them up. But there are so many of them. Oh, this was something in the commentary. They were talking about how uh, like a lot of shows, especially like cartoons or kids shows, they do like dumb little like magical sound effects whenever yeah. people are doing magic but like for avatar they wanted specifically to try and make everything sound like as realistic as possible so like mm-hmm. instead of like having like the or yeah. whatever they like actually tried to make everything sound like real water or just like little and little like like God, yeah. Things. yeah so that was now that i know that it makes it makes everything a lot more mm-hmm. impressive to listen to like how they were explaining how you don't you don't notice good sound design because it's not supposed yeah. to be <laughs> even like the the avatar state even though it's like super spiritual and magical it feels it sounds kind of natural yeah and like kind of like Absolutely. sci-fi almost it's, it's so like, cool yeah they do a very good job of making everything seem like extremely believable mm-hmm so and then Appa just hops in to save them and just flips several of them over with his face. It yeah. looks so painful because these things are like extremely I mean, like they're obviously very heavy and very big, mm-hmm. but they're also like spiky. They're very spiky and metal. <laughs> and Appa just like headbutts them, like struggling up against them and like flips them over. He flips them over, but they could have just flipped back yeah. over. Strange. He's that strong. <laughs> he destroys them, I guess. So they fly up to the temple on Appa, uh, and it looks like they're kind of out of bombs at this point, and they're not sure what to do now, but... So oh, you see that... <laughs> you see villagers, like, trying to mine off the hooks uh, yeah. of the tanks, and the animation is very funny to watch. <laughs> I, I forgot about that, yeah. They're like mining in unison and the animation looks like they're like little cuckoo clock people. It's <laughs> <laughs> kind of like bending up and down. Yeah. Um, but then Sokka appears with their war balloon and these enormous slime bombs. And the fire people aren't attacking them because they have the fire symbol on the balloon, which is convenient mm. and and everyone should employ this strategy. <laughs> everyone at the same time is like, oh, that's new. That's new. I haven't seen that. Oh, <laughs> that's a good point. Well, I was I was thinking about that, but then also like, I don't know. I mean, a, it's, a lot of soldiers don't really know what the fuck is going on. It's realistic to go to work and not know anything that's yeah. going on. <laughs> yes. So they drop these slime bombs and they slime everyone, but Ooh. it just really does not do anything. So in the end, this war balloon really still did not have much use, mm-hmm. but they smell a very strong rotten egg stench because I guess they did somehow manage <laughs> to fill that room up with eggs yeah. already. I don't know when they would have done that. I guess that's why they took so long. <laughs> <laughs> that was like <laughs> now I'm just thinking because it was like 
you're making weapons for the Fire Nation? How dare you? And he's like, oh, I'm really sorry. I disappointed you. And then he just, like, goes and gathers those eggs. <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> I think I'll, and, and, I'm going to sadly fill a cave with eggs yeah. right now. And then Ing's like, all right, you've had your egg time. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is this ends here um yeah anyway so they do smell the rotten eggs and thus the gas leak so Sokka decides to throw the fucking engine into this huge gassy chasm why oh sorry why have you turned my mic up so loud i don't know i just turned both of the gains up at max for some reason <laughs> Okay, um, it's ridiculous, this this, this, this split-second yeah. decision that he makes to... Okay, like... <laughs> I like how they're specifically trying to prevent the soldiers from, quote, turning this whole place into rubble. Yeah. And then they're like, let's just throw this... Like, just do a better job than they could ever do. Huge mechanical bomb into an enormous cave full of gas in the middle of this mountain that's mm-hmm. supporting the temple that we're trying to yeah. keep safe. Makes perfect sense. Uh, the whole mountain does explode. Like, we see several yeah. explosions throughout, like, the whole thing. Oops, sorry. We see several explosions explosions like over the whole thing we see them up like we're very zoomed out we see them on the mountain we see them on Mm -hmm. the temple and then the whole place is fucking covered in smoke and uh somehow (laughs) the smoke all the smoke settles and somehow all that has happened is that the bad guys have disappeared yeah (laughs) the mountain looks fine the temple looks fine all the good guys fine bad guys though they're all gone yeah. Um, all of the tanks that were on the chains have uh, fallen. So Sokka just also murdered some people. Yeah. That's fun. Uh, and then with zero beats wasted, everyone who didn't get blown to smithereens just immediately turns around and starts walking back down the mountain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then the war balloon team gets in like three frames of falling and Sokka yells, we're going down. And then, like, <laughs> really like the, the timing of this. Because it's like, like triumphant music for like one second. The, ti- the timing, <laughs> the timing of this shot, the fact that Sokka's voice is also just the same volume for the whole line yeah. instead of like a fade in and fade out kind of thing. It ends up being extremely funny mm-hmm. to watch. It's like, boom, tanks are gone. Soldiers turn around one half second beat l- with the little like triumphant music. And then three frames of this tiny war balloon falling yeah. with Sokka yelling. And <laughs> Oh my God. It's not meant to be funny, but it's really funny there's a lot of unintentional humorous (laughs) moments uh and then ing just flies down with his glider and Sokka and ace kind of hitch a ride with their grappling hook because you could just do that yeah ing is so strong uh up at the temple ing is accepting of the fate of the temple Uh, he's comparing the way that everyone moved into it to the way that a, her- a hermit crab moves into its shell because it's the right fit. Yeah. It's not a great I mean, analogy. The, the but hermit crabs don't make like steampunk shells. Yeah, they don't like they don't. destroy the shells. <laughs> even when they've outgrown the shells, they don't even destroy the shell. They just kind of squeeze out of it. Yeah. They, 
because they need to leave it there for <laughs> someone else. It's a bad metaphor. That's literally why they they like crawl out of it and leave it for I, someone else. I think I remember. I think I remember reading from like hermit crab colonies. They yeah, have they like, have like a fucking like line a of succession. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so they like understand the importance of respecting the property <laughs> because the, they're borrowing it, and then the <laughs> oh my god. god, okay. So and then Sako is like, as long as we've got the skies, we'll keep the Fire Nation on the run. And I'm just like thinking about that tweet that's like, are we the baddies? <laughs> that's like <laughs> really excited about the new like Air Force bombs. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and then they all cheer, except Ace, who looks away really glum, and then uh, we fade cut to down below in the forest, where it looks like the, uh, war, what's his name? Kin? Keen? The war, what did I say he was? Person, general, admiral. No, the war minister. Uh, it looks like the war minister and some of the remaining soldiers have found the balloon at the bottom of the mountain and they realize that they can just kind of replicate it. And mm. the war minister kind of leaves off on the line with, of this defeat is a gateway. <laughs> Let me try that again. <laughs> and then the show ends. <laughs> uh, and then he says, this defeat is a gateway to many victories. Very ominously. With the power of balloons. And the, yeah, <laughs> true. Yeah, and we just like the screen fills with the the balloon, ballooning with the little Fire Nation logo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that was quite an episode. Yeah. Quite an episode. Quite an episode. What did you think of it? Uh, well, I already told you how I felt about it. How mm-hmm. about you? I'm not... I like the episode, not quite a fan of the, the message. Of the message. Yeah. It I, was it was a fun episode with like yeah. a lot of good like <laughs> sentiments yeah, sprinkled was, in, but like the overall message mm-hmm. kind I felt like it missed the point. Yeah. It don't do that to old places. Yeah. You can live anywhere else, probably, or just <laughs> I mean, I understand. So this is, it does feel kind of like, it does feel kind of like, um, you know, don't put too much sentimental weight into material goods when they can, especially when they can help someone else. Mm -hmm. Like that message, it's going somewhere. I I see that part of the sentiment. But I feel like they could have gone a little bit further in having a good message about appropriation and they yeah. they chose not to go that direction mm-hmm. at all for some reason. Yeah. I mean they, ju- they teased toward it and then they just abandoned it. Yeah, they could have just decided be like, oh, we'll like take this all down and kind of like restore it. And, yeah. And like modernize this <laughs> modernize this in like a way that's without destroying it. Like we can build a bathhouse without destroying the walls <laughs> of everything and uh, yeah. Like just because it's more convenient doesn't mean that you should just do it. Yeah. But like the <laughs> the message about like I don't know. Cause they also it didn't feel like they'd tried oh here's what I was gonna say. Okay. Uh, here's what I was going to say. I was going to say that earlier in that very funny moment where all of the bad guys disappear and then the rest of the soldiers just turn around and walk away. Mm-hmm. Um, 
they knew the Avatar was there. That's true. Why didn't they press forward? I'm sure that they would have. I mean, that's maybe they assumed that the Avatar caused that explosion and then were like, we need more backup. Oops, oops, then, oops, <laughs> oops, 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 oops. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Like, <laughs> it just seemed like such a quick quick decision to turn around like mm-hmm. they didn't even they didn't even say like stop this fighting mm-hmm. especially because they, they like their threat was we'll destroy the temple so it's not like they really thought that they were going to be destroying mm-hmm. i don't know i don't know maybe they thought it was like a natural explosion yeah <laughs> like, it was just oh this is not a place we want to be battling <laughs> it's kind of like a especially volcano. with fire <laughs> it's a volcano but no lava I'm about to ask you some questions about a thing. Are you okay. ready? Okay. How many questions? Um, 20. Okay. Exactly. Exactly 20 exactly questions. Exactly 20. Let's go. Question number one, what are you doing with your hands right now? I'm doing a little... That cannot be good for radio. This? Okay. Question number one. Well, there's someone drilling a hole in the ground outside the apartment now. Okay. <laughs> Question number two. <laughs> Uh, may I use the bathroom? Yeah. <laughs> it's slime. Question number three. Um, can I put it in my lap and pet it? Yes. Oh, is it the little hermit crab? No. Oh, God damn it. God damn it. I lose once per game. <laughs> Question number. I don't know. I've already lost track. <laughs> Should I poke it? Yes, you should. Whoa. Could I keep my money in this? Yes. Would a cat sit on this? I'm not sure. It seems like a cat would sit on anything, but I wouldn't expect it to be a thing that a cat would be drawn to sit on. Okay. Would this be something that would be out of place inside of a dollhouse? Yes. Would it fit in a dollhouse? Yes. I have no idea what it is. Is it organic? I don't know. Is this only present in this episode? It could be in other episodes, but I don't remember it. Is it heavily featured in this episode? Yes. Why is there so much noise? Would it fit comfortably in the dollhouse? Yeah. Hmm. Is it related to the hermit crab? No. They're not cousins? They're not cousins. I can't think of anything that's that small other than the hermit crab. Can it move on its own without any human interference? It cannot move without interference. Could you set it up to move without interference? <laughs> I, no, it can only move if it's being interfered with. Okay. Is this something that Sokka likes? I think so. Is it shaped like a friend? It can be. Would it be good to chew? I'm not sure. I feel like that would be sort of a controversial question. I feel like if you put out a poll, it would be like 50-50. Do you know what this is made out of? No. Can you open it? In a way, yes. (laughs) Is there something inside of it? No, but you can put something inside of it. What? (laughs) Sorry, I was just thinking about one one of the questions, and it's just making me laugh. Is it in the first half of the episode? I don't think so, no. Well, then I should know what it is. Yeah. Is this something that Ace assembled? Not exactly. 
possibly. Probably, if you want to say a symbol. <laughs> okay, thinking of the of the definition of a symbol, I would say yes. I do believe Ace has assembled this. Is this a solid thing? No, not particularly. <laughs> okay, so I think I think I was already thinking of this, and I think I. I was going too specific of a direction with it in my brain. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to guess, is it the slime? Kind of. What? The element of slime. Yes. <laughs> just slime. Well, that's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. Slime. I was thinking like bags of slime. Oh. I was like, yeah, I'd keep my money in a bag of slime. I was just thinking just a ball of slime. You okay. take it out of your pocket and it's just like got a bunch of... <laughs> coins and debit cards inside of it. What was the one that was making you laugh so hard? That was it. Oh. <laughs> and you can put it on your lap and pet it. It's like, yes, you can. I'm pretty sure I've read the goosebumps. I haven't. Uh, okay, I have one. Question number one. Should you chew on slime? That's not... I just want to know what your take is. <laughs> um... Just depends because curry is a slime. Curry is a slime. Yes, you should chew on slime. <laughs> well, chew on the curry, maybe no, but if it has something in it, then sure. Yeah, you can chew on it. Mm -hmm. My thing is the little eggs with the faces drawn on. Is it only one color? No. Does it have a color? Yes. Yeah. Is it physical? Yes. Is there only one? No. Can I buy one? Not, no, not this one. Can you buy one in the Avatar universe? <laughs> no, I don't, no, no, you cannot. Is there, is there a fixed amount? Presumably. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I wouldn't say fixed. No, fixed is not the right word. Okay. Is there, are they, are they regularly, regularly produced? <laughs> and created i love how 20 questions always just ends up being so much funnier than you expected it to mm -hmm. like how'd you go, uh, go how'd you go and ask that question <laughs> i mean i would have to i don't know but it would be funny if they were are they made naturally just from nature or well this goes back to everything is natural are they man-made it's complicated. Are they? Do they have to be assembled by humans? <laughs> it's complicated. Is it spiritual? No. <laughs> no. Is it in this episode? Yes. Okay. Is it outside of this episode? No. No. It is physical. Mm -hmm. There's more than one. Yes. Do we ever see one get destroyed? <gasps> We don't, but we we don't see one get destroyed, no. Is it a friend? Yes. Is it alive? No. Is is it shaped like a friend? Absolutely. Oh. <laughs> Can you put a hat on it? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Do you think people would put hats on it depending on what holiday it is <laughs> in the year? <laughs> No, I don't think that they would do that. 
but boy, would I like to see it. Is it in the Northern Air Temple? Yes. Do you think the people who are currently in the Northern Air Temple would put hats on it, depending on the time of the year? Maybe. I'm not entirely sure. Is it? I would just be speculating. Is it just the Sky Bison statues? No. Is it a statue? No. Is it a painting? No. Sorry, I was just thinking about like painting little hats on the (laughs) people in the mural. Um, is it a representation of a thing? Yeah, it kind of is. Like this, this thing is here and its main thing is that it resembles this other thing. Yeah, actually, okay. yes. Is it something in Ace and Ventura's office? Yes. Is it something of his creation? Yeah, I'll say that. Is it one of the little eggs? It's just the little eggs with smiley faces. <laughs> the little on eggs them. with smiley faces. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Like, is that man made? <laughs> Without the face, it's just are, an egg. Are Easter eggs man made. <laughs> it's like, was this produced naturally? Like, I don't know. I don't know how to answer that. Okay, now it's time for some other questions from the avatarspirit.net forums. Hell yeah. Generic fan asks, whatever happened to the Fire Nation balloons? They end with the Fire Nation taking one and only one made, and that was it. (laughs) When are they going to use them? When? (laughs) So impatient. (laughs) This person has like bloodthirst uh i don't remember when we see them but we definitely definitely do (laughs) this isn't a question but this was funny also okay deck like d-e-c-k uh-huh their status is on probation and just says cool fight from zuko and that guy who lost (laughs) (laughs) thanks deck wrong air temple Chaos Flame. Chaos? C-H-A-E-O-S. Look, spelling is hard. Flame has a wondering saying, I was wondering how the mechanist opened the sanctuary door. So they're calling a sanctuary. Sanctuary door to hide the cache of Fire Nation weapons, seeing as only an airbender can open the door. He's an inventor. Yeah, he that's in, his whole thing. He he made a contraption. He made a fucking. He just blew blimp. On, he blew on it real hard. Yeah, um, he made a fucking dirigible machine. He can do anything. Mm-hmm. He can do anything. <laughs> Wait, he specializes in like like steam and not only steam, but like, like also pneumatics. He made like airplanes, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Which control air, so... Or they take advantage of air, I guess. They're just little gliders. He knows things. Um, yeah, uh, he, he can just do that. He's, he's smart. Mm-hmm. Last question from XX Boomer Ang in all caps, squad, XX. Oh, I'm pretty sure I, I've read a question by them before. Okay, this is a... This question has a spoiler in it, so we might have to, like, bleep out the end of it. Well, you can just replace it with cleverly worded ideas. Okay. Good luck. Did anyone notice that Teo's father was designing the... 
the Fire Nation's Brill. Excuse me? <laughs> the Wait, Fire Nation's, so, so the the Fire question, Nation's Grill. The question itself is a spoiler? Yeah. It was designing the Fire Nation's um, Trill. I have no idea what you're trying to get me to say. The Fire Nation's Drill. Oh, that boy. Yes. Did, you notice that? Did notice that, yes. Okay. Um, For the, the beep, at beep, that thing. You did. Yeah. Wait, why are you going to ask me a yes or no question and then get mad when I say yes? <laughs> and that's our episode. <laughs> um. Wait, I have a question for you. Yes. What are your cabbages? Uh, wait, let me oh. say that again. Um, what are your cabbages? Seventy-nine. Ninety-seven. Oh, God. And full. I don't even know what that last one was. Um, but mine is if you had taken like one fewer minute, I could have said sixty-nine. Yeah. Yep. Uh but sixty-five. <laughs> one minute. Well, I watched it go from sixty-six to sixty-five. Okay. And one hundred. One hundred. Nice. And I don't know what the other one is. Okay. <laughs> I don't. My last cabbage is a mystery. Where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Stellar Ghost, Tumblr at Interstellar Princess. Uh, my art blog is Summer Art on Tumblr or SummerGeist.art. You can support my various creative. Sorry, I've been like so out of it this week. So I've just been having a having a weird one trying to trying to do things. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Uh, Patreon.com slash Summergeist. What about you, Noah? You can find my Twitter and my Tumblr at OwlDude. And my music Tumblr is at noahdoesmusic.tumblr.com. And my Bandcamp is at noahgeist.bandcamp.com. Cool. Um, you can follow my cod cabbages. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can follow my pod cabbages on Twitter at mypodcabbages. Mm-hmm. And read us on iTunes if you're in the neighborhood, which some of you have done. Thank you very much. And um, as always, check out other Noise Space podcasts at noisebase.xyz. Zed. 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 Oh, is that why that guy's band is named Zed? Oh. Zed the electronic music. It's just the letter. Oh, Zed. How cool and minimalistic. Zed. I'm going to start a band called W, but it's spelled out W. Or you could start one, um, like a politics band that's just W. W? Oh, Noah's like, too young. Like Noah's a millennial. George, George W. Bush. Yeah. Yeah. That's what people called him. I just called him George, George W. Bush. Because he's a millennial. Because George W. Bush is a millennial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, who do you Who do you think would be the the best candidate for office (laughs) (laughs) what Uh, wait Um, who would eat cabbage who would to eat cabbage specifically yes for office of cabbage eater momo no appa i meant real life people but this is this is a much better alternative (laughs) uh cool I think that's about it. Mm-hmm. I think we can go now. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Cabbage. Mm-hmm. But it, the, the thing where the wings pop um, out and you're stuff. You're going to have to take that again because you that half of that was you drinking water and the other half was just mumbling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <clears throat>
I thought it was really cool because it was a staff and he bumping on the ground and the wings pop out, I think. 